0: Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I'm Dallas Travers, and today's episode, I think is gonna really inspire you. My guest is Monique Bryan, who is pretty much a branding genius. And what we dive into is the what, the why, and the how behind your personal brand. If, like me, you sometimes wonder, like, do I even have a personal brand? Am I cool enough or different enough or clever enough for a personal brand? Monique is the perfect person to convince you otherwise. So during the episode, we talk about why every coach, not only do you need a personal brand, you have a personal brand, like it or not. So how do you leverage that and let your brand infuse every single piece of your marketing in a conscientious way? Because as Monique's gonna point out, out. It's happening anyhow. Okay, so let me share a little bit about Monique. She has a BA in fashion design and three startups under her belt. Today, she runs a successful personal brand consultancy and she is very much a personal brand herself. So, when you work with Monique, you're gonna get a creative director for your brand. She will train you on how to clarify your message, how to build that unique brand personality, and how to up level your style profile. so that you can be more credible, right? And be more seen. So Monique is also a breast cancer survivor. She's grown an engaged community of nearly 16,000 people on social while in remission. And she's got a pretty fantastic podcast called The Juicy CEO. So with that, let's dig into your personal brand with Monique Bryan. Hi, Monique. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I'm really excited to talk about personal branding today.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Me too.
0: This has been a long time coming. We were just chatting before we started recording that we can't even really remember when this conversation about getting you on the show first started. So I feel like my my dream is coming true today. Oh, <laughs> no,
1: you're the best. Yeah, I was like, I just felt like maybe we're just so on the ball that we work so far in advance. We've got like these people lined up, and I just was like, yeah. But I know I I've, I've been on your podcast. Like I've been listening to your podcast. I've been listening to like how you coach people. So I'm familiar with how Dallas does things.
0: Cool. Good. I'm excited today because we have not had a branding expert on the show. So for all of our listeners, be in a place where you can jot down some notes cuz Monique is going to be spilling the tea today. I think a good place to start is let's just start at the beginning by defining what a personal brand
1: actually is. So what is that exactly? So when people, I love when people ask this question, because I always quote Jeff Bezos what I, cause I just feel like it's the perfect, it's the perfect definition, which is your personal brand is what people say about you when you are not in the room. Yeah. That's what it is. And we are all, we all have a personal brand, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. People are already talking about us in some capacity. They have decided the who we are, the what we're good at, the what to recommend us for. And that could be something that we haven't necessarily curated, which is what my job is to show you where all that juice is and how to like, make sure that we're guiding that message. But a lot of people don't even know you already are a personal brand. So when people are like, where do I start? What you already are one, but now it's time to like really direct the message.
0: My brand is what people say about me when I'm not in the room. Can you that's say it. that? That's it. That's yeah. it. Great. Okay. And I think that's a wrap. Like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, what are people saying about you? What are you saying? Yes. But
0: well, what I caught there was we can curate that. You called it directing the message. Yes. Yeah. That's key. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of what that looks like, let's make a case for the power of a personal brand. And I'd love to hear your take on the cost of not curating one.
1: Mm, Yes. So I like to look at people who are sometimes in their people who start off in their nine to five, for example, and they make a transition over to being a coach or going into their own business or something like that. They think that, okay, I had this job and I wasn't, I was just a face or an employee amongst everybody else. So one, if you have, you know, if you're working nine to five, one, you should also be creating a brand over there because it makes you more valuable to your employer When we think about top of mindness, that's really what the game we're in. Whether you have a job, whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you're seeking out other opportunities, it's are you top of mind when you think of the thing you say you're an expert in? So your goal, our goal is to make our name synonymous with the expertise we say that we do. We want to be the one who they think personal branding, they think Monique, they think lead head coach, they think of Dallas. Like, What is the thing you want people thinking of and saying your name in the absolute next breath? There's so much power in that, right? So when we create something, when we create ourselves in a space and we create a reputation for ourselves, whether whatever you want your reputation to be. So mine is always like, I have a reputation for being very upbeat and bubbly, but also very straight, right? It's like, Mm Monique's going to give you some acrite with a little bit of sugar, but she's still going to give it to you, right? And I also try to pride myself on like having a really curated, but like genuine human experience, no matter what we're doing. I think of myself as an empath. I would love to say I separate myself from my business, like my emotions. That just isn't me, right? Like if you're with me, we're together in this, right? It's Mm -hmm. your blood, sweat, and tears, my blood, sweat, and tears together. And that's what I want people thinking of and saying about me when I'm not in the room. Like Monique really gives a damn. So when I one day decide to write that book, when I one day decide... I'm going to get on stage in in this arena. Or I one day decide I'm going to create a whole new business. Mm -hmm. My personal brand will follow me. The audience that I curated at that time, because I did a good job, that's the the goal. You did a good job. You directed your message. Because I did that, they can open up Instagram a few months from now and be like, Monique started a cookware line? What? (laughs) What are you even talking about? And you get the same promised. You get the same personality over there, just a whole completely different offer. But you're going to come with me if you had a great experience. That is the case for personal branding. It's you get to create something today. You get to create something tomorrow. You don't have to start from scratch every single time. If you've laid the groundwork, you've laid the foundation.
0: As I listen to you, I realize unconsciously that's the exact experience I had when I closed my business down where I, I was a career coach for actors. Oh, I closed that down and started mentoring other coaches. And when I look at my revenue year to year, it was exactly the same, even though I had this brand new business with a completely different target audience. And it's for the reason that you just stated, like my the experience I create for my people is the same regardless of who they are. And so it just allowed me to grow that new business at lightning speed because I'd done years of laying the groundwork in the mm-hmm. other business. Wow. And
1: it's, it's that, I like to also say like you're, because when people think about branding in general, they all automatically think of logo. They all right. automatically think of visuals. And I like to really look at, like dig deeper and look at the promise that at every single touch point, someone's going to have a similar experience. So whether that's through your visuals, whether that's through your communication, whether that's through them seeing you, whether they see you on video, whether they hear you on audio, they're going to have a similar experience. So if yeah. I'm bubbly and inviting on a podcast, but then you go and look at my visuals and they're lackluster or just generic, you might be, there's a disconnect there for you. Confusing. Yeah. Right. You might not even know how to articulate it, but all of a sudden there's like a little bit of trust that's lost. And you're like, she's a little manufactured. We can sniff the BS from a mile away, right? Like, as human beings, that's what we do. We're like, hmm, she says she's one way. But when I looked at this or when I had this experience on her discovery call or when I talked to so-and-so, they didn't say those things. They didn't make me feel the things she says she's out here promising without Mm -hmm. even like without actually even promising it, right? We take in all of these cues and we don't even know what they are until they don't work, until there's a disconnect.
0: Right. Yeah. We had to look at our email habits with myself and my team because I, I don't know if you can relate to this, but sometimes I'll get in a certain mindset with email oh and it's God, just about email. like, getting emails out of the inbox, right? <laughs> yes. The part of our culture inside the hive is creating this sense of belonging. So what I just heard you describe was like, are we really on brand or creating mm-hmm. this sense of belonging if you get a sentence and a half response to a customer service question that you 100%. Ask. Right? Okay.
1: Yeah. And you know, I've been there too, where, you know, yeah. I'm so busy and I'm just like, can I just answer this? And I'm like, what is this email anyways? I get really <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know, as business owners, I'm just like this is why we have team to help yeah. us do the things that you know while we do our other things. And it's true. Like I've had an experience where I've sent a very like short, curt email, mm-hmm. and the person was like, "Where did this come from? Like, me? who is this? Hello? Who is this?" And <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. totally made it up. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I said, but right. people catch it." And it can hurt you. It can really hurt your brand because people remember how you made them feel.
0: Yeah. Okay. So my takeaways so far are, number one, we can curate our brand, which is different than manufacturing it. Yes. Our personal brand is what people say about us when we're not in the room. Even though brand colors and logo and fonts may play a small part in it, what I really hear you saying is our personal brand is the experience we create
1: for people. Yes, 100%. Okay. The experience mm-hmm. is everything. Because tomorrow, mm-hmm. if they've had a great experience for months, for years, for however they've been following you and all of a sudden your website goes down or some weird picture comes out, even if somebody's trying to, you know, there's so many people that are like faking accounts and pretending to be other people online yeah. now. It's insane, but people know if they've been following you right away, that's not you. Yeah. That's not how she talks. That's not how she, that's not even her picture. That picture's from like five years ago. Mm-hmm. I've caught a lot of people doing that to people I follow religiously. And I'm yeah. the first one to like, I'll be like, hey, someone's out here pretending to be your account. Yeah. It happens so much. And it yeah. and people don't know.
0: People don't know. Right. Okay. So we're talking a little bit about content. We talk about emails, and every little touch point is a part of this brand experience. I know that you've talked about how every piece of content either adds to our brand or takes away from our brand. Can you Mm -hmm. talk more about that?
1: Yeah. And I think it's like, it's kind of that example with the emails, like we got to be careful Uh what we say. Instagram is a perfect example, because I think most people have a love-hate relationship with it if you're a business owner, right? Uh If, you know, you got to be on there because if there's an audience there or if your audience is there, and if you're not well-versed in how to create visuals or videos that catch the eye, you may just be putting out things, or you may hire an external team to do that. And If you haven't established what your brand voice is or what your brand aesthetic is, you've left it in the hands of other people who are interpreting what they think it is. And now it could come across as generic, where you use a lot of stock photos. Canva templates. Canva templates that you don't take the time to really make your own. Yes. Right. And you're Mm -hmm. just like – you're just going through the motions of it without really being intentional and really – starting from the place of value, right? Like yeah. we're out here creating things, yes, to build brand awareness, but at the top of the of the mountain is the value. We always start with what's in it for the other person, mm-hmm. right? So when we do things like that, it just becomes white noise and no one's paying yeah. attention and you've spent mm-hmm. a lot of time. And if no one's paying attention, really what's what are we doing here? And then I
0: go and think that it's another... Like quick fix solution. Oh, maybe I need to make more reels or post a poll in my stories. Now that's going to be the solution. But what I hear you saying is if your personal brand is not clear and the actions you take are not aligned, there isn't a way to fix that. Marisa Corcoran says that no excellent copy can fix a muddied message.
1: Ooh, I love that.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the point you're making here, which is you have to have personal brand clarity from that place, you can look at different strategies and, and, exactly. okay. and that
1: is, and that also <clears throat> is around your visuals. You can't yeah. actually create visuals mm. that are aligned with your brand. If you don't know who you are as a brand and you don't know who you're speaking to. Right. Right. Like our personal brand may have our name attached to it, but it's not really, it's not for us. Right. We're out here to share a message and hope someone we're going to change somebody's life or we're going to have someone take a new action. And In order to do that, we have to grab their attention. In order okay. to grab their attention, we need something that's going to grab their attention. We need to be solving a problem like it's all the same business tools we know to do. But the only difference is your name is attached to it. And if you're a small business owner, your name is attached to it. Right. right? Whether we like it or not, people today want to know who they're giving their money to. So we can't hide behind logos or even the brand name anymore. People are like, well, why you? Why am I picking you? I could pick anybody in this oversaturated, everybody quit their job because COVID happened world, (laughs) right? Right? Everybody's an entrepreneur now. Yay, power to us. Yay. However, it's become even more noisy. Yes. You mentioned something,
0: I'm going to paraphrase here, but you talked about Your brand is knowing who you are and knowing who you're speaking to. So let's imagine that you and I, I'm a brand new client. What is the process or what are some initial questions that you would take me through in order to help me get clear on who it is I'm
1: speaking to? Well, my very first question is always around your big vision. It's always about where we're going, right? So I always start with the end in mind. who you're trying to, your audience or your influence is kind of like the next step. Like who are you trying to influence? Who do you want to, because when you start with the end in mind, and if I think about people who want to do speaking, it's like, who do you want to speak in front of? Why do you want to speak in front of them? What is your message? Why is that message relevant? What is going to be different in their lives after they hear you? It's always from the where you're going, or if you're writing a book, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Who is this? Who do you envision reading this book? Right. Why? What are the chapters like? What do you want them saying about you after they've shut the last page? Mm-hmm. That tells me who All you right. are. Then. It tells me where we're going, mm-hmm. right? Because we forget, we try and start from the beginning and take the steps forward when that isn't actually how we get where we want to be, right? Because then we're yeah. just doing a lot of things we think we should be doing. That's when we get into the posting to post or just launching a pod. You know how I many people want to launch podcasts, and we're like, listen, right. okay, podcasting <laughs> is hard, okay? You <laughs> need to know why you want all of these pieces because they are the stepping stones for the future you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I always start with future you first, Okay. work backwards because then I know all the steps from that point.
0: The most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking what more should I be doing, the real question here is how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called The Coach Class. So if you're tired of winging it, second-guessing yourself at every turn, or working way too hard to keep your business running, The Coach Class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures, and The Coach Class will show it to you. Registration is open this week, so again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. Okay. So I'm thinking about a large portion of our listeners who they got their coaching certification at some point in the last year and their business is pretty new. And I can almost feel their perfectionism like peaking as they listen to this conversation. So what advice do you give to a coach who understands the value of the personal brand? Everything that you've shared so far, she's sitting, listening, nodding along, and yet she may not have crystal clarity about that long-term end game, or maybe she hasn't worked with enough clients yet to really understand the impact on her audience. So Mm -hmm. what would you say to that person who I I think what I'm getting at here is, and it might just be another question. I'm going to save that question. So let's, let's talk about what you would say to that person who may not have a lot of data to pull from. And then I've got to follow up.
1: Sometimes it's about like the, where you're going in your business in terms of big vision. And sometimes it's about where you, what you actually want for your life. Mm. Right. So as I find as business owners, there's the aspirations as a business person that we want, whether that's being on a certain podcast or stages or things like that. But at the end of, I always love to go like the one step further, like what are we actually creating this for? And if it's so you can sit on a beach one day and, you know, have one client a week, is that what you're really looking for? Is mm-hmm. it so you can spend more time with your family? What's the ultimate, if there was a top of a mountain when there isn't, you know, for us and yeah. people, what would that actually look like? Because a lot of the times we're building the thing that we're building that is not aligned with actually what we want. And then we wonder why we're not happy when we have it. Right? So I'm always about, you can have everything you want in this life. Maybe not all at the exact same time, Mm-hmm. Right. But you've got to declare it. Right. So I couldn't help you build the something without knowing what you think, even your life end game, maybe. Like if we're looking, you know, even all the way down to if you are one of those people who want to retire, you want to open a bed and breakfast. I always have my business hat on when I'm thinking about building a personal brand because I, that's just the world I'm from. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it any other way. And I think that's maybe a little different from what I do and maybe what some other coaches do really looking at, are you building a business foundation that support your dreams on every level and every scale, right? right? So you may not have all the clients you want yet, but my first thing to you would be, I need you to go work with more clients, Yeah. right? Like my goal for you is always first and foremost, let's build a sustainable business. Yeah. Let's make sure you love this. Let's make sure you've found clients you love to work with because your messaging and how you show up, what you talk about will come from that place. Mm -hmm. So the more people you work with, the more you're going to understand your needs. So for if I even just look at my own business, I didn't start out in personal branding. It was, Mm -hmm. I do business coaching. Great. I couldn't figure out if that was a niche, if there was a million other people doing it. Like I was just like, I know I can help people problem solve in their business. I've done this enough times. I can do this. And while I was out here doing this, there was a lot of things that would come out of my mouth that other people would hear that other coaches weren't actually talking about. And that had a lot to do with the visuals. It had to do with showing up with your personal style. How do you speak and express yourself? All these little pieces. And it actually took the more I shared. And this is like what I would say to anyone who's starting out is just come out here and start sharing your message, your methodology, what you believe, because you don't know until you know. And I yes. had someone in my audience come to me when I was going to launch a whole new program. And she said, Monique, can I be honest with you? And I said, of course I you don't- can be honest with me. And she's like, can you just own the personal branding space and just like knock off all the other shit? <laughs> fabulous. I was like, what? She was like, everyone knows what you do except you. But you want to do all these other blah, blah, blah things. And it's just confusing. And I was like, is that what I talk about all the time? She's like, you talk about it nonstop. Got you don't it. even know you're talking about it. And that's when I started doing more research and looking at who were the leaders in this space. And what is it I needed to know? What was mm-hmm. I missing? And how do I integrate that with women CEOs? And it took me sharing like, just keep on sharing for for it to be to, – for it to formulate on its own. Right. So we don't always have the answer. Yeah. But, it's, but the hiding out and not sharing is what's going to cost us. We'll never get there trying to figure yeah. it out on our own. Yeah. It's like us talking to ourselves about ourselves. What are we talking about? Right. <laughs>
0: Right. Okay. So I cannot figure my personal brand out in a vacuum. It figures like it figures me out. Yes. <laughs> by just noticing what it is I talk about, what themes come up. Yes. But I also love that what you shared about connecting and I've never thought of it this way, connecting the ideal vision I hold for my life back to my personal brand cuz I think sometimes I I only think about the, my business goals and i don't connect those to how that impacts Mm. my life goals so that was really helpful
1: good and i think that comes from me always like i just find like most people who are building a business they start as a solopreneur yeah and i always say you have to be a little bit you got to be a little bit crazy to be an entrepreneur right like you've got (laughs) you are voluntarily putting yourself at risk every single day you oh, put yeah. your money at risk you put your your freedom at risk you put your financial security like so many things because you want this dream and for what what are we yeah. really after you have to know there's a lot of self awareness there but you have to know what is this all for to make it worth it to get up when it's hard
0: yes not to mention what we've all signed up to do is learn in public Mm. Right? Like if I'm really going to figure scary. this out, myself out there and make mistakes in front of people—that's the
1: job. An yeah, answer. and it, it's it's terrifying, but it's mm. also how you create your die-hard fan base. Yeah, people yeah. want to see people doing things. Yeah. They it's, don't want to see fake, manufactured. We have no idea how you got to that million dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't think that could ever be me. That's not really what people are drawn to anymore. People are like, okay, I got to see all your scrapes, your stumbles, and you picked yourself back up. That's who I want to be. That's who I want to (laughs) be. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Resilience is sexy.
0: Completely. Yeah. And we all need to, this is one of our themes inside of my program, but it's normalize the roller coaster. We don't Mm -hmm. talk about not only the ups and downs, but those long stretches of flat road.
1: Mm. Right where
0: everything is fine, and we're not quite sure what the next move is, and like we need to talk about that more. So
1: yeah, and people don't because it's not sexy or they don't think it's interesting. But that's the reality. And if people talked Mm. about it more, maybe the the space wouldn't be as crowded. (laughs) Oh,
0: (laughs) you raise an interesting point about like things being sexy and interesting. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you would respond to someone listening who worries that they aren't interesting enough or flashy enough or stylish enough or extroverted enough or different enough Mm -hmm. to be personal brand worthy.
1: What would you say to Mm -hmm. that person? I would say that every single one of us are 110% unique because we've all had our own lived unique experiences. There is Mm -hmm. no one like you. So even if you are, you don't consider yourself stylish or fl- all of those things. First of all, you can hire people to make you look a bit more stylish if that's really what the case is. Yeah. If that's, that's, that's one of the reasons right. we do, like if it's really an issue, that's one of the reasons we put it into our program. Like, how do you show up? I always like to say, how do you show up as your best polished professional self? Mm-hmm. Right, that makes you feel great because when you look great, you feel great. Your version of great, whatever that is, right? right? And I think people need to just look at the people, not only that they're drawn to, but if you look at some of the other people, and I don't want to, I'm like, really trying not to call out anybody that people would know to, to be like, they're not, I don't find them stylish, right? But I find their content so great. Like, I'm trying to like be really sense. I'm like, who do I think of? You know, who I think of, I think of like Seth Godin. Okay, Seth that's Godin a good example. To okay, Sam's yes. you, you will not be surprised for, to hear that you don't Right, and he would smart. not be offended because he does not give two shits of what anybody thinks about him, okay? <laughs> but he is, to me, he is brilliant. His books are brilliant. His philosophy mm-hmm. is brilliant. What he writes is brilliant. Like, his mind is brilliant. Like, he is brilliant. What he is on and I'm listening, I'm listening. I don't yeah. care what he looks like, right? Yep. So, value first, Because you can have all the flash and all the splash. If you do not have value, if you are not making someone else's life better or having them take a new action, then you're just entertainment. It's a reality show. Great. You came here. You watched a really great Instagram live. You did nothing different. If that's the case, those people, there's nothing wrong with that. That's entertainment. But we're business owners. So I... I can do all the flash and the splash, but if you don't take a new action, I failed. Mm-hmm. So right. always, if you're bringing value, real value, and you're showing up as you, like what I I like to say is like, when you show up on video, and this is a challenge for people, a lot, of big challenge is like, I don't want to show up here. I don't want people looking at me. Believe it or not, Monique had that in the very beginning. I wanted it perfect, and yeah. because <laughs> I spend so much time on my appearance, I was like, well that means this video has to be perfect. And what it did was really hurt my business because when I was ready to launch something, I only came out when it was ready to launch. Like, I'm like, it's open now. And we all know what, what does that do? Nothing. People are like, who are you? Right. What's open? What are you selling? What is what is your face? I don't even know you. That didn't mean anything. So Mm -hmm. when I discovered well, I got a coach who was like, Monique, this is what you're going to do. You are going to go and this is when Instagram was newer. So this is probably like five years ago, six, seven, I don't remember. But she said, I need you to go live for 30 days straight, short, long, whatever you want. Talk about whatever you want. But this isn't for them. This is for you. I need you to get comfortable talking about your area of expertise, however you do that. And that, like, it broke me open Um, because so many things happened. I first had a phone in my hand. I was wearing all this, like, I had lint all over my sweater. I then got a tripod. I kicked the tripod over in the middle of the live. I had, like, the craziest, weirdest haircut. Like, I just, everything was so weird when I look back and I tried to take these, I put them on YouTube, I try to take some of these pictures, videos down. And my clients were like, please don't. I love to see this. I love to see the evolution of it. But it took practice. And I think people underestimate the finished product they see of people out here online. Mm-hmm. They don't see the years it took to be here, the coaching, whatever they invested in, a lot of people have media coaches, like people who teach them how to do interview. Stylists, like a lot of my clients, we when they we do their photo shoots, we hire a stylist. They didn't have those clothes in their wardrobe beforehand. They got to pick and choose, but it was really like, this is how I want to be showing up versus how I was showing up. So that is a long way to answer your question
0: Uh, (laughs) of value first. Yeah, value first for me. What I want to underscore. Thank you for sharing all of that. But what I want to underscore that I really heard and took in was a personal brand is not about the flash and the splash. It's about value and the experience you create for people. 100%. So, it's about your message.
1: What it's about we, your message.
0: What are you here for? What are you here to deliver? Yeah. yeah. So being an extrovert is not a prerequisite to having
1: a personal brand. Absolutely not. Most of my clients are introverts. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. (laughs) Can we talk about some mistakes? We've
1: kind of touched on it a little bit, but what mistakes do people make when it comes to their personal brand? Well, I think we've touched on a couple of them, which was one hiding out until you think you're ready, you know, trying to make it perfect because nobody wants a perfect finished product, thinking you don't have any value out here to share. So you don't share anything. And then the opposite you're out here sharing everything and all things. Like you don't actually have a lane or an expertise you're trying to own. So you talk about everything. You're like, I am a coach, but I'm also a baker and I'm a dog mom. And I i don't know, weave, crochet all the weekends. All of those things are wonderful for background conversation. But it always, again, it comes down to what is the message out here? What do you want people to know and do now that they've interacted with you? So mm-hmm. I think being... I love multi-passionate people. I'm one of them. But when you're starting out, pick a lane. Pick Pick a lane, lane, get good in the lane, be known in the lane, then diversify. People like to diversify a little too soon and then a lot too soon. And then we wonder why people are confused or don't know when to hire us. They're like, she's really good at this and really good at that. But they don't start to connect you with the problem they solve. You're not the first person they think of. Right. So not owning a lane is a big one. And I think another one is not expanding their network. So Hmm. as a lot of the times when we end that perfectionism, we don't tell anybody what we're doing. We're not, we don't want to put ourselves out there too much, but it's, there's so much power in building relationships and building a network of people who support you, like you, would endorse you to their other people. That's way fast. You can build a business way faster building your network than coming out here online. Yeah.
0: Heard. Mm-hmm. That's really golden.
1: So to wrap things up,
0: how can someone listening today get started toward developing their own personal brand?
1: One of the first things you can do is, well, decide the lane you're going to be owning. Okay. Whatever that lane is, mm-hmm. that's first and foremost. Like. There are, I don't even know what they said last year. It was like 5 billion coaches or something in North America or something crazy. And it was like, okay, that's a great stat. Thank you for sharing. What's your lane as a coach? What's mm -hmm. interesting, different, unique about how you deliver what you deliver or who you go after, whatever, like try and start defining like what I call like your secret sauce. Mm -hmm. Then clean up your digital house, Mm. meaning anything and all things that are online that are no longer aligned with how you want to be perceived today, erase it, delete it, or take it down. That's not who we are anymore. Whatever that looks like. So that's profile photos, bios, even personal tags that your family loves to tag you in picnics from four years ago. And you're just like, grandma, really, what is happening here? This is not the picture I want my clients seeing right now. And if it's websites, interviews, things like that, like start taking those pieces offline because you don't need them anymore. If it no longer serves you, take it down. So it's like that. Is it adding to your brand or is it taking away? Also, if you've got a personal account, this is a big one where people are like, well, I have a personal account for Instagram. Should I delete it and go start my business account and all of these things? I and this is totally my own opinion. I always tell my clients, if you have a personal account, just put it on private. You don't actually need everyone to know everything and you don't. You are out here curating what people know about you, right? Because some people are afraid because they have not put they put everything on public. So Mm -hmm. don't put anything online that you wouldn't put on a billboard and you'll be fine. Yeah. Definitely start telling people what you do. So start expanding this network before you're ready. Just be Mm -hmm. like, people are we are all wrapped up in our own lives. So if you were a tech analysis last year and now you are a coach and you're looking for new clients, tell people. Tell your network, right? Just be like, hey, I started a coaching business. I'm loving it. I know this is my calling. If you know anyone who needs X, would you mind sending them my way? And you would be surprised. Shocked. Shocked, (laughs) right? Because, I mean, there's not a lot of coaches out there doing that. So if it comes up in conversation, they're like, you know what? I have a friend who's doing that now. You should talk to her. I have a 20-step process. So there's like a lot of things, but that's how I would start. It's great. Definitely. Establishing your values of like who you are as a brand is another one. Your values are what drive you and we buy from people who are aligned with our values. Mm -hmm. So spend some time trying to figure out what those are.
0: And then like you mentioned earlier, spend some time thinking about the vision that you hold for your own life.
1: Yes. That big vision is your compass. And you'll start to, when you have the compass, you'll start, you'll know what to say yes to, you'll know what to say no to in terms of opportunities, even in terms of clients you want to work with. Yeah. Because you so know, much. when you're new, a lot of the times you're like, oh, I'm just going to take this client. And it, you already know from the first discovery call that they weren't meant for you. Completely. But you yes. take them on anyways. Yeah. It's a lovely lesson to be learned. I was going to say, it's, it's like, actually do that once, everybody. <laughs> yes. Okay. You have to do it at least
0: once. It. Ignore your intuition. Yes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Do it once because that's how you really get over that mistake.
1: <laughs> yes. You'll never make it. You, you won't. Usually you won't. I made the mistake, I think probably three times, but I can, Me count, too. It. I can count it. I can count it because I was like, you ignored it, Monique. You ignored it. You thought. And yeah. here we are. Deal yeah. with it. That's great. Sometimes it needs to hurt to be reminded.
0: (laughs) True. It's true. It's true. Wow. I have so many takeaways from this conversation. Thinking about my brand as the experience I create for people and really thinking through what is it I want them to say about me when I'm not in the room. You Mm. gave us some very tangible first steps, especially just thinking about cleaning up our digital house as part, again, because... I'll speak personally, I had a very successful business serving actors, like I told you about earlier. If you like scroll enough on Google, you will see remnants of that. And it's confusing. It's really confusing Mm. for my audience. So being intentional about ensuring that my brand reflects where I'm going rather than where I've been.
1: Yes. And to that point, Mm. it depends on how does it add to the where you're going as yes, well because right. right. there's things you may have done in your past that are very are perfect for people yeah. being like oh look at her experience there that totally makes sense for why she does what she does mm-hmm. you know so really just looking at it, if it doesn't serve you take it down if you think it adds to where your credibility or where you're going it's yes. fine like nobody goes past the first second page of google Ads, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go too far back yeah right at first page That first page. real estate Super
0: bold. <laughs> And then I think the big takeaway for me, at least today, is figuring this out requires putting yourself out there. So the more willing you are to put yourself out there and fine tune your personal brand and look for themes and make mistakes, the more swiftly you'll arrive at, the, at an aligned brand. 100%. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This was such a fun, illuminating conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much
1: for having me. I, it's been a pleasure.
0: And so for all of our listeners, we have links to Monique's Insta and her website in the show notes. Make sure to follow her on Instagram because if you want to see an expert on branding in action, you just live that every day. It's inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks again for coming on the show and thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So,